Hello everybody and welcome to WCCF Tech Talk Games. WCCF Games Talks Talks. Do you know where you are, Chris? I don't know anymore. This is the plagued episode. I'm coughing everywhere. Keith's sneezing and Alessio's I don't think he's dead yet. He he may be the best case of any of us right now. But yeah. I am about I am about to get older, so there is that. So two You're days. About to get older? In fact, the day the podcast goes up. <clears throat> Woo! In that case, happy birthday for now in the future. <laughs> and anyway, so we've got Keith here. Hello, everybody. And we've got the birthday boy. Hi. <laughs> Who's going to spank him? Um, no, I'm, I'm, too, I'm coughing too much. It's not COVID because I've been tested, <laughs> but... I might have some sort of virulent plague. But okay. on the other less plague news, uh, we've got um, very industry-oriented topics today. So we've got the fact that the video games industry, everybody is consolidating. Like everybody is buying somebody now. So that I'm has nothing to do with consoles? Or anybody. Sorry? They're con- oh, consolidating. I thought you said everybody's going to consoles. Like, no, they're not. No, <laughs> consolidating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so everybody's buying everybody. Uh, there are rumors of Epic going public. Then we're going to talk about Epic exclusives because that will be very much affected by Epic going public if they did. And if we've got time Stadia. after that, we're just going to talk about how the fact that Google Stadia is dead, which everybody knew it was going to die. But yeah, we'll start by talking about everybody buying everybody else. So. Recent news is simple. Embracer, um, you better know them as, uh, you will know them better as THQ Nordic. They've gone and done a deal for Gearbox and Asper and everybody else. Uh, EA's got a deal in for Codemasters and provided EU regulation goes through, Microsoft will be sealing the deal on Bethesda. Well, Zenimax. Uh, go on, I'll let Alessio talk us through what he knows about that first. Well, since you since you mentioned Bethesda, I uh, just want to, uh, you know, also mention the fact that the founder of uh, Zenimax just uh, passed away. So, uh, uh, yeah, rest in peace. And, Sad day. Uh, I'm, yeah, uh, actually, I learned he was uh, he, he was the husband of Linda Carter. Actually, the you know, oh wow, woman of really? So, oh. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, didn't know that. And uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, like Chris said, uh, it's a big it's a big time for consolidation in the industry because, of course, we knew about uh, Microsoft uh, deal, which is the biggest one by far. But uh, there are some other big ones, uh, such as, uh, especially Embracer, because Embracer, I think, is the is the unexpected player here. Because Microsoft, of course, is huge. I mean, it's one of the biggest companies in the world, and everybody knows it. They can afford, yeah, they can afford to buy Zenimax. Uh, they could even afford to buy bigger companies, probably, if they want. All I can think is Embrace has had some emails from Nigerian princes. 
with the amount of money they're splashing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so em- Embracer began began acquiring new IPs and developers uh, left and right a few years ago, but uh, about yeah, three four years back now. And uh, but they were relatively small, but this time around they acquired three, and they are all. I mean, all together, if uh, all of the uh, you know goals they have set uh, for the respective companies are met, it could be almost three billion <laughs> uh, in acquiring uh, EasyBrain, which is a mobile developer, and yeah. also Aspir, which is mostly known for porting uh, PC games to Mac and Linux, but it's also apparently doing a big AAA project, which could be a new Kotor game. And well, finally... Uh, involved in a hell of a lot of products before. That, you're talking Call of Duty, Borderlands, Civilization, like yeah. Sims, Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. They've had their so. fingers in every single... I think they've had their fingers in more games than with the electronic cars. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, and of course, uh, Gearbox, which is also... Uh, a huge, huge uh, deal. Although, yeah. I mean, uh, 2K was quick to confirm that they will retain the publishing deal for Borderlands, which is the biggest uh, IP for one. See, for the Gearbox interesting thing for that will be how long will that last for? Because as far as I'm aware, Borderlands is a Gearbox IP, so I'm sure 2K, I'm sure that 2K can't have eternal publishing rights. To the IP, maybe it's yeah, the next I, game. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, they are they are still putting out new content for uh, Borderlands Three, so it's uh, that will probably some be. Some yeah, they, they probably have got a Borderlands Four in the works, and that'll be two K. And then after that, it'll be yeah, Gearbox Publishing or yeah. Undercotch or Deep Silver or THQ Nordic or one of the many, many, many names. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the interesting thing is that Embracer Group uh, is starting to be really huge at this point. I mean, they bought (laughs) dozens of developers, and uh, the interesting stuff is that uh, Gearbox CEO, uh, Randy Pitchford, uh, basically confirmed that it could be okay with other developers inside uh, um, the Embracer group, mm. you know, taking taking some some IPs that Gearbox isn't currently doing anything with. I mean, not sure if it applies, but perhaps Brothers in Arms could be could be one of those. Since in Arms, you know, Duke Nukem, um, yeah, I don't know what other IPs Gearbox has. So, so uh, you know, just like. Uh, with Microsoft uh, uh, purchasing Zenimax. Uh, basically, uh, with this consolidation, what we'll, we're likely to see is, uh, you know, IPs uh, that uh, the main developer, the previous developer, or shall we say original developer, isn't using at the time, perhaps being uh, passed on to other developers inside the company. Uh, yeah. I mean, it would make some sense. I mean, Gearbox aren't doing anything with Homeworld, which they bought a few years back. Uh, Duke um, Nukem, well, <laughs> that's definitely not being used after forever. Actually, 
they they are doing onboard three. I have to correct you on that. So it's uh, it's being done, and they it's targeting a Q four next year, I think. Uh, so there is we'll that. Uh, but we'll yeah, see. it's been interesting, uh, and of course there is Codemasters, which uh, accept the ace offer. And, yeah. Uh, now, hopefully, it will uh, make <laughs> racing uh, racing segments even better in all all of EA's games, and uh, perhaps there will be a proper Need for Speed at last. What do you guys think? <clears throat> so. I'll cover Gearbox and well, ask Embracer first. So, people like Embracer is just a group, big group name. So, people know them more as Koch Media or Deep Silver. You've got Saber Interactive, who now are in charge of 4A games, Metro, and so many others, and THQ Nordic, which make about 5,000 games of. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're looking hundreds of years. They got a game hundreds printer. Years, hundreds per year because they've got so many. That includes remakes, mobile games, and such as that. So, yeah, Embrace is a massive company. And I remember when they were just Nordic games. This is the strangest thing to me that they were just Nordic games. This is a small company that nobody really... They just put out European junk, and I enjoyed it, but... Yeah. It, they like, Literally, they were smaller games, which they never really competed. You know, they just never really competed with the big titles, but they had an audience. And then, like, wherever they got the money from, I don't know, but they bought... Wow. They bought the THQ name in like in the fire sale uh, when THQ went bust. Um, they got Saints Row and a few others. But even then, the, the amount of money, who just do not know where it all came from. I think, uh, uh, you know, the... I think Lars Wingforce, which is the basically the, the owner, the largest yeah. owner, yeah. He's uh, right now. yeah. He started the whole process, yeah. Basically invested the money into the new Nordic games. Uh, mm. And then uh, over a few years, he expanded with the THQ Nordic and then now Embracer. But it's uh, actually proving to be a really long-term strategy. And, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know, but maybe 10 years on, we could be looking at another uh, Take-Two-Sides publisher, maybe. Or something like that, because yeah, well, uh, if they, yeah, yeah, I mean, Lars owns roughly thirty-five percent of the company still, so yeah, he's he's certainly, but he's grown it from such a small company to what he's doing now. So yeah, fair play to the other man. I wish I had yeah. his business sense, and um, yeah. yeah, and as for Electronic Arts, yeah, Codemasters have agreed to be bought out by them, which I'm. I've got very mixed feelings on that because Electronic Arts have got such a tendency to, well, buy a company, suck out the soul and make it a withered husk and then toss it away. We've seen them do it with so many. Yeah. Um, but to your point, Codemasters, if, if EA are smart and 
listen to me, Electronic Arts. Listen <laughs> to me now. Don't be crap about this. Just let Codemasters do their thing. Let them make the racing games. Give them Need for Speed. Give them... Is it Burnout? Is it Burnout from EA? Especially, I think... Anybody? Is it Burnout? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Give give Codemasters Need for Speed. Give them Burnout. Just let them make the racing games. You will be set. They've got two... They've got three studios now. There's the Core Codemasters studio near Leamington Spa, Codemasters Cheshire, which made the last Dirt, which made Dirt Five, and they've got Slightly Mad Games from Project Cars. That's three very, very good racing game studios. You could have one or two racing games a year, and you would not struggle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't be shit, EA. Listen to me. Do it. Yeah. Hopefully they won't force them to use Frostbite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I me and you were speaking about that before, weren't we? And I just said, yes. That's another thing. Andrew, listen to me, Wilson. Listen to me right now. Do not make them use Frostbite. I know you really, really, really want every game ever to be made with Frostbite, but Frostbite is a shit engine. For, <gasps> for racing. Well, no, for role-playing games as well. Look at what happened with Mass Effect Andromeda. To be fair, I don't think the engine did that. No, the engine was part of the problem. <laughs> it didn't help, but it didn't... <laughs> you know, it wasn't the whole thing, but it was a big part of the problem. Frostbite is absolute shite for anything other than shooty games. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, please don't fuck it up here. It's and yeah... I just, I'm worried. I'm worried about the games industry because there's so much consolidation going on. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of I, it. I, well, Keith wasn't part of the, on the podcast where when we spoke about Microsoft and Zenimax, but I passed on his message that, yeah, <laughs> this is just more of the same. The only advantage of these other deals now is the fact that these are third party, so you're not likely to see them bound to one platform. I mean, yeah, the mostly they have more more leeway to make uh, risky, even risky projects. Hmm. So when did EA uh, last make a risky project? Um, not EA, but uh, yeah. For I'm example, just thinking, when did they last actually do one? Probably Mirror's Edge, the original. Is- yeah, it's been a while. I think the most risky thing that the EA has been involved with has been the Alice series, the America Mickey's Alice series. Yeah, yeah, I'm just that thinking. Would, that's probably the most though. out there thing that they've had a part in. Yeah. Um, like you say, you're going to see probably risks taken by Embracer because their studios just like to... And, and I, I really like the studios for this, but they seem to just like throw a dart at the wall and hopefully it works. Let's <laughs> see what happens. Oh, that was good. I did that. <laughs> um, and if, and if but it's bad. Has anybody else got anything to say about the massive consolidation? <sighs> not a fan. So. Just not a fan of it myself. I, um, 
I worry that what what you run into is it's going to have almost the Ubisoft effect with all these developers where they had their ideas, but then they get brought in under, you know, one header. And then you have somebody that's as long as they allow them to operate independently, but still be a part of it. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal, but it's just like with anything. If there's a so just with any job, you have to remember that for these developers, it's work. It's a job. And there's somebody evaluating their performance. So as long as they're doing great uh, on their own, then they're probably going to leave them to their own devices. But the first time they stumble, what you're probably going to have happen is now EA is going to come in. And now they're – I'm using EA as an example. But now they're going to come into that ind- independent developer that they purchased and they go, okay – you cocked it up. So we're going to say you need to start doing these things and these things and these things. And then they slowly turn into what the company already had. I mean, why would you buy something else to make more of what you already have? You, you trust, you diversify, but whenever there's a problem, then they try to rein it in and think, Mel, we need to make it more like the things that were successful. And now all you end up with is several developers making call of duty games that are exactly the same. Well, look at what they did with Volition. Uh, dead space yeah i I mean it's by the time it got to the end it was just another game you know it was no longer what made it what made it great you know the the second one didn't do quite as good as the first one and they're they're, rather than accepting that it's a sequel and sequels typically don't outperform the one before it because you do have drop-off and you very rarely pick up new gamers for the sequel of a series because they're like, well, I didn't play the other one. So, so what they yeah. did was instead of just accepting that this is part of the churn or the attrition of gamers, they say, well, we need to spruce it up. And then they made something like dead space three. What was that? Hmm. I didn't even jump once in that whole game. So, yeah. well, so what were you saying? Sorry, Alessio. Uh, sorry. I thought you were going to say something about the consolidation, weren't you? Oh, I just think it's not uh, it's not uh, like a kid said as well. It may not be that much of a de- big deal. Also, in some cases, for example, if we go back to to Zenimax uh, being purchased by Microsoft, I mean, now they certainly won't have the excuse of. Uh, not having enough resources to improve the the engine. In reality, they never had that excuse. Zenimax is a very rich company. Uh, Yeah, but now they're basically unlimited with the resources. Yeah. uh, They want to. So it's, uh, you know, we'll see. The stakes are are higher. And, you know, uh, I keep hoping that we'll get, you know, just the same products they've been making before the they were acquired just better i don't know bigger and polished more polished uh, the only problem is they're going to be exclusive we know they are we know uh, they yeah are. but uh you know i think uh, uh, speaking of exclusives why don't you talk to us about epic and uh well there's rumors of them going public aren't there yeah basically yeah, uh, just just yesterday, I think uh, someone spotted uh, a LinkedIn profile of someone starting a position at Epic as uh, in investor relations. Of course, 
uh, if you have to to be <laughs> to to be an investor relator, there have to be investors first, right? And uh, of course, there are some investors, but mm. it is a private it is a private company thus far, and you know several several industry analysts are 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 betting that uh, Epic will go public pretty soon. Yeah, which would be huge, I think, because not sure how much is it valued now, but it's several, many, many billions. Yeah, the, um, from what of the post that was done, we did about it. It says uh, valued at a little over seventeen billion. Wow, so, um, doesn't surprise me. Unreal's used everywhere. Yeah, that was uh, I and think in August. <laughs> Could have been, uh, could be even higher now, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you were saying that uh, this this move could give them even more money to to grab exclusives. Well, see, no, I actually think it's the opposite way. Once they go public, um, they re like Tencent, as much as they they own forty percent of the company, they seem to be quite hands off. They're just happy because they're they invested a few hundred million, and now they've got uh, an investment worth like eight and a half billion. They've had more than enough returns out of it, so they're happy. Um, if they if if Epic go public, then they've got their profit and loss accounts to start worrying about. Then they've got the earnings per share. They've the amount of money they could throw at games to be exclusive, that's going to dwindle. Now, obviously, a lot of the deals Epic make are just cash up front and it comes out of the sales after the fact. But there have been cases where Epic will just simply pay, well, they'll do the cash up front deal as well as give a sweetener bonus. The amount they can offer may go down. If they and think about how much they're spending in the free games every week of a free game, that's a good, good amount of money. I can I don't really believe that the Epic Game Store is making a big enough profit to oh justify this. Yeah, speaking of the the free games on Epic, I did find out that the developer of the game doesn't get paid until the game is launched on a client. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I think That's a lot of pretty... how many how many people are claiming the games but never actually oh, yeah, watching yeah. them. So, I oh, mean, yeah, I, no, it, no, it no, doesn't no. offset. It's just something I don't think a lot of people realize that. So, like you know, if it's like, hey, I got this game, I got it on another platform, I'd like to support the developer. I'll get the free copy over here. That way, it looks like it came out. But if you don't actually download it and launch it, you're not doing anything for the dev. So it's just 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 a lot. Yeah, it's quite similar to the Netflix deals where certain deals with Netflix are literally a film or TV series, it's the amount of times it's launched or even sometimes the amount of minutes watched. Ah, yes, yes. That's how uh, Game Pass pays out developers. Mm. So, even then, yeah, so the money Epic are paying is not every single free copy given away, but they're still giving a lot of money away and that's a lot of money. And yeah, yeah it's to mean... grab, it is to grab audience share, but I think if they went if they went public, whether it is going to happen or not, that's something completely different. Like, 
does Tim Sweeney want to give up uh, his controlling share? Because he owns like 50%, 51% of Epic. And I can't see Tencent wanting to liquidate it, not since they're not since they're seemingly raising money to buy something else. They've been raising billions to to well make some more acquisitions. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, then again, go on, sorry. Yeah, I was just saying that uh, Tencent is also one of the big players in the acquisition and merger business. Because uh, just last week they invested uh, about thirty million euros in in dot nod, yeah, and yeah. Uh, they also participated in a series B funding round for Mantfish for uh, the Atomic Art game, yeah. So, and of course, a couple of weeks ago they acquired uh, Clay Entertainment. So, and there are rumors of a much bigger acquisition on the way. So well, they are, ra- yeah, that's it. They're raising billions. That much yeah. we do know as a fact, but what they're going to acquire, I don't know. But like, I don't. It's a weird one. Um, a lot of people will come always make that complaint about Tencent being obviously involved in Epic, but Tencent have got their fingers in hun- well, hundreds, <laughs> so many dozens of games companies, and it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not always forty percent like they've got an Epic, but sometimes it's five five percent. They've got a few percent in in Paradox Interactive. Sorry, Ubisoft as well. Yeah, yeah. They've got they've got some in Ubisoft. They've got some in Paradox Interactive because these small shares and a lot of people don't look at it in the business sense of Tencent have a bit of a ownership of those companies, not enough to have a big say in it. But what they do is then they're already on the inside to make a deal for publishing in China. So these games that aren't being published in in China by the original developer or publisher, Tencent are taking up that mantle, and Tencent are doing the can be doing the um, localization and everything. So Tencent yeah. make a lot of money on the back of that. So, so basically, they want to be the publisher for I don't know half of the industry in China. Pretty much, <laughs> and I can't blame them. <laughs> That's like, yeah. I, you really can't blame them. It's a it's incredible business sense because they make money on the back of the sales of games sold in China, and then the profits that are going to the original publisher, whatever share they get, Tencent also get a cut of that when the earnings per share, or you know, however much percentage these companies pay out if they pay out. Hmm. So big business. Well, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, back on the on the main topic, uh, uh, the news actually came out of PC Gamer. Uh, basically, a, a representative got uh, told uh, told PC Gamer that they have uh, quote more exclusives coming in the next two years than they have published to date. Okay. So that's uh, of course there are several ways we can interpret that because you know it depends if you consider the timed exclusives or the yeah. full exclusives. But uh, you know, hopefully it's the latter because they they are funding uh, two remedy games, uh, one play that games and one gen design game. So hopefully, you know, if they are funding games outright, then that's more more helpful for developers, you know, than just. Uh, yeah, I suppose. 
it's also depends if they what they're looking at when it comes to like Ubisoft, the Ubisoft games because Epic get all of them, but there's no Ubisoft games on new Ubisoft games on Steam, are there? Or not most? Yeah, of them. yeah, most uh, most of the Ubisoft games uh, are basically exclusive to the Ubisoft Store, which is Uplay and Epic Game Store. So yeah, never to look at this. It's like uh, you mentioned. Like the Remedy games, Epic are directly publishing those, so I imagine yeah. they'll never be on Steam. Yeah, yeah, those will be will be never on Steam, I guess as well. So yeah, but uh, Epic Game Store is getting uh, is getting big because I think in December, uh, uh, so a couple, well, just a few more than a month ago, they attracted uh, fifty six million monthly active users. Which yeah. is uh, basically almost almost half of Steam, and uh, of course it's it's not bad if you consider that they only started a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, oh, it's years. massive, but they have thrown some bloody good money at it. Yeah, and of course Fortnite had a lot as well. So it's uh, yeah, we'll have to see how much that lasts. Yeah, once for once the Fortnite bank breaks, you're going to see a lot of uh, belt tightening. Whenever that breaks, because I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, have you got any impression? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, Keith is talking a lot in this podcast. I am. I'm dead, guys. I'm learning in this one. I'm not as familiar with a lot of these, the companies and stuff like you guys are. Now, if this was like, you know, hardware companies and, you know, acquisitions and stuff, I could probably speak a lot more to that. Um, that, and I'm, I'm totally disheartened in a completely unrelated note to see that cryptocurrency miners are now buying laptops in bulk to mine with. So it's like nothing is safe. <laughs> companies, the gaming companies are all consolidating. And you can't buy any hardware to play the games that they make anyway. So it's like, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> I have the solution. Stadia. It's dead. Stadia is dead. Honestly, honestly, as a legitimate sidestep, like Stadia, you know, they're shutting down their studio. But they're going to keep the technology going. Uh, this, see, see, now you got something I can really jump in on. But, um, and Alessio mentioned this before we went live. It's also timely, and it makes sense why you'll start to you'll you'll probably start to see a lot more advertising and stuff for it. I'm even doing a bit on it with um, GeForce Now in their game okay. streaming service because I'm going to say this. This is the thing: if you've got existing hardware. Um, hold on to what you have. Okay. If you can run your games that you want to play, just turn your settings down, hold on to it. Don't sell anything right now. Hold it. But if you've got older oh. hardware and it can't run the newer games that you want to play, GeForce Now is a legitimate option if you have good internet and you don't have like heavy data caps. There are caveats. It's not perfect. I'm not going to say that. Oh, don't buy a new graphics card. Buy this service instead. Well, I I purchased um, a six months subscription to GeForce Now a few weeks ago, 
out of curiosity because I've tried it using the free version. And when you do the free version, you guys know you got to get in queue. You got to wait for access to an open server and then you can play for about an hour. Um, yeah. I played. Yeah, I mean, then you can queue for another session, I think. So. Yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah. you, you got to. I played probably 10 of the 30 hours of um, Cyberpunk 2077 that I've played using GeForce Now on my laptop with a mouse and keyboard. And it, the laptop that I have has a, it's, it's got a Core i5 9300H and a GTX 1650. It's not a killer laptop, but it does yeah. what I need it to. Uh, it actually ran the game so much better on GeForce Now on that laptop that the latency from the service was lower than the latency from the low performance that I was getting running it natively with the lowest settings at like 900p. So I actually enjoyed the game better on GeForce Now using the laptop than I did by playing it natively on the laptop. Okay. Well, yeah, I suppose you've got, if you've got a good enough connection, then obviously GeForce Now gives a much better performance than... Well, even the the latency from the this the system versus the latency of the hardware from just the yeah. you know the the slowness of it running felt better on. So what it's led me to do well, is I'm I'm going to do some latency testing versus like actually playing the game on the laptop versus using GeForce Now on the same laptop. So just it, the question yeah. is now that Stadia is dead, like they've got rid of their. Before even releasing a single game, they've got rid of their development uh, games and entertainment studios, whatever. Um, how long until Luna dies? Luna never um, came to life. It's not well. No, it's not. Yeah, because it's like it's still in beta, or is it? I don't yeah, think it's, it's going to leave not, beta. It's not out yet. Uh, so yeah, um, but is it uh, going to is... be stillborn? <laughs> there is a difference, I think, because uh, uh, I mean, just timely. Uh, the new Amazon CEO, since uh, well, as you know, the founder Jeff Bezos is going to step yes. down, mm. and the new the new boss uh, is basically the current uh, Amazon Web Services boss. And uh, basically, he sent an internal uh, email to recommit to making games. And of course, he said, this is not an industry that we can just uh, automatically win no, uh, no. a year or so. So uh, it's, I think it's, it's important, uh, uh, you know, compared to Stadia, because Amazon is basically making the the same long-term bet that Microsoft has been making for a few yeah. years already, while Google is saying, okay, we tried, let's move on. Yeah, Google uh, so... just, Google thought they were going to, well, my, it took Microsoft like five years before they finally got really settled in. The... And Google <laughs> I... just thought they were going to do it in about two weeks. Yeah, going digital first and streaming first is, I think, the mistake. And I think Amazon's going to make... They'll either just dump enough money into it to where it looks like they're winning or that they're being successful with it. I just don't... I don't see... See, GeForce Now has a unique perspective in the sense that, no, not every game is available on 
GeForce Now to be able to stream through it. But it is a service where you own your game in your library. You don't own it through GeForce Now. I suppose the one thing Amazon's got, they they really they've already started doing what Google didn't do. They've got partnerships. They've like Amazon have partnered with Ubisoft. To Google. So did Sadia. Did they? Yeah. Ubisoft was one of their premier launch partners. Yeah, but I don't think Stadia partnered with Ubisoft for a channel like Lunar have. So with um like on Amazon's partnered with Ubisoft and they've got a like similar to Uplayer Plus or something. Um every single Ubisoft oh, game okay, okay, yeah, no, they didn't have will that. be available same day as release sort of thing. Okay. But, uh... What happens yeah, to but... these services when you buy the game through them and then they shut down? You just <laughs> the game, I imagine. It's just gone. It's like that with all the services, though. I mean, if Steam buckled tomorrow, you know, it's it's unlikely, yeah. but... <sighs> yeah, that's the way, the way of the digital. Yeah, you'll own yeah. nothing and you'll love it. <laughs> Gold. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the the big mistake they made is exactly that they should have been making uh, first party games from the start. Not uh, Yes. Not launching the platform first. They definitely put the cart before the horse. You definitely you same as everything. I mean, I'm thinking this about the current generation of consoles. They've been out what now? Three months? Have they yeah, ever been... actually released? Like <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like I and I wasn't actually joking. So I've been my latest review, Destruction All Stars. That's the first actual new game of the current generation. Three months after the generation launched. Like that wow. Demon Souls isn't a new game because it's a remake. So yeah. yeah. I mean, even for Xbox, I mean they just got the medium, which was the first real Next yeah, but gen. That's not, that, that's not even that's not purely next gen because it's it, also on last gen. No, it isn't. Is it? No, I thought it, it was. No, the medium has is XS and XX, Series okay. X, Series X, and Series S. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'm just because I don't really know anything about <laughs> Xbox stuff. I don't play them. No, I've got it on PC to me. No, so fair enough. So yeah, so we've got the medium. It took them three months to finally launch games on the current generation of consoles. It's like that's not good. No, but from here it's up. Hopefully, hopefully. So yeah, Google. Like, but then again, with Google, you were looking a good few years before they'd finally release. Yeah, I think uh, I think everybody is, you know. The core of making games is that you have to make good games. I mean, it you know it sounds like a, a rather a rather trivial thing to say, but I think it's not because if you find the most successful companies, you know Nintendo and you know lately Sony with the PlayStation Four generation, they what they make what it makes a, a you know a real special place. Uh, for them in the arts of gamers is that they were able to make outstanding games you know outstanding franchises Uh, oh yeah definitely 
so if you i mean amazon and google combined they they were unable so far to make a really great game you know between between the two of them i mean amazon google only made one game yeah so basically yeah. you know the boring amazon tried to launch crucible but it was a huge failure and they had to close it down did that even so launch they... i don't even remember that launching <laughs> yeah yeah it was on steam for a while what's this yeah and, are you uh, sure I yeah i re- i literally have zero memory of that like for me that was another game that was just like stillborn it was like it was in the womb it was ready to come out and then it just went i nah, can't be asked and I think you know uh, that uh, consolidation is happening for this precise reason because you know people like uh, who have the money, for example, EA, they want to get people who actually can make racing games because yeah. they've uh, they've been trying to make them and they haven't been very successful lately with the uh, Need for Speed games or Burnout even, and the same goes for. Microsoft were getting Dynamax and uh, also Embracer Group getting Gearbox. I mean, uh, these companies that have enough money, uh, they are just they, they are just opting to get the talent, you know? Because if yeah. you don't make uh, outstanding games that can be on everybody's mouth, and then you are not going to, <laughs> to break yeah. through in the industry. You need to, like, you either start, start small and make Good games that can just puddle along with a few good, you know, few sales until you make that big hit, or you really need to do hit it out of the park. But it's so hard to get something perfect or get something that great right away. And you were right. Crucible launched on May twentieth, and then on in like literally one month later, it returned to closed beta. So that was no. Yeah, that so hopefully, that, that's why um, I don't remember it. It wasn't even out for a month before they closed it. Yeah, just uh, just a few weeks, and uh, Jesus, that was bad. That, so, that was bad. So hopefully, a new world, and especially the the new Lord of the Rings MMO, I hope will be different. <laughs> but I don't, I, think, don't I don't think I I genuinely don't think New World's going to get released. I have a feeling that, that my sinuses will clear up before this is over, rather than I do that the, it's going to have a good yeah. No, my faith level is very very low. Considering they can't even release New World, they're certainly not going to get putting Lord of the Rings MMO out anytime soon. Well, I don't know. The only but... reason they're going to try and get that out is because obviously they're making the um. The yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if both of them launched around the same time, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but, you know, like I said, uh, you know, Microsoft uh, <laughs> spent many, many billions before they found, you know, uh, a, a decent level of success in the industry. Oh, I yeah. think Amazon... You know, if Amazon is willing to do the same, I think they will also, you know, eventually succeed, yeah. most likely. But uh, yeah, if they've they got the scruples to stick in it, I think they may they may have a place. Make money, and that's what Amazon's always done: they spend a shitload of money, and eventually they make it back. Yeah. So yeah, I think 
can't think of anything else I need to say other than Daddy is dead, which I always said it would be. Stay uh, derp. I, yeah. So, feelings on the Mass Effect uh, remaster? <laughs> I want the boob bum back. Get the butt cam back and I'll buy. Otherwise, I'm passing. I, I get <laughs> why they're doing it to an extent, but I don't think anybody really complained about it. I don't think anybody that really? cared about the games cared about it. Like nobody. The, People were more concerned about having Femshep in the later games more than they yeah, were worried about no the camera. Reason. There's literally no reason why they needed to change the camera. Uh, there was an uh, intern that whined about it, I'm sure. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to play the games. Uh, no. To be fair, I'm not going to buy the games anyway because why would I? I've got the original. Hey, are they on Origin? Are they on anything other than Origin? Yeah, it's on Steam. Well, do, actually, I have, do I have to still install Origin? I don't know, probably. It, then I'm not oh, going to. Then they're not getting anything. Am I reviewing anything. the Maletto? Is that how I'm going to get a copy? Am I going to be reviewing them? If I if I Origin know. has to go on my computer, the game's not launching. <laughs> Why? I don't like Origin. Origin has caused me so much problems with work here at the site that it can go die in a fire, and EA can be bulldozed, and I would not cry a tear. <laughs> he um, likes it. I think uh, maybe it was all of, all of those Battlefield benchmarks, you know, that you had to... Yes. <laughs> because it, it, because now, they have a limited uh, number yes. of installs, right? A uh, limited number of hardware changes, and it makes my job very difficult. I do still have it installed on the test bench over there with Battlefield Five, which nobody should ever play because that game sucks. <laughs> but you know, I'm sorry. That that's the other thing. I'm just gonna go on a, on a brief momentary tirade. EA can go eat ass because they will not do whatever it takes to even attempt to uh, to to impact cheating on Battlefield. Don't launch another Battlefield game until you can do something about the cheaters. If you log into a multiplayer match on Battlefield, you might as well just stand there because 90% of the players all have aimbot on and they're just shooting through the buildings and through the the, the, the mountains and you're just going to die. And there's no point in even playing the game because it's stupid. And anybody that's still playing at this point is a masochist and wants themselves to die. They just don't have the guts to do it to themselves. So they log in and they let the game do it and they pretend to have a, a digital suicide. That's all it is. That's all that it exist in battlefield anymore and i say that as somebody who's never skipped a battlefield game since the series started they have completely destroyed it it's stupid and they should never have added a storyline to the game they suck bring out bad bad company you know what i don't even want bad company three at this point i don't even want bad company three because they'll screw that up so bad it'll ruin the only thing that, that they've done with the story that i've enjoyed you know what you know what hardline is better than the last games they've come out with and it's better than the next one they're going to come out with I'm done. Okay. Volition. Volition's last game. Hardline was actually a really good game. Yeah, well, people just well, it was. It was made by the Dead Space developers. Mm-hmm. So. It was. It was a. It was a good game. It was a good game, and people people crapped on it. And then you got Battlefield One and Battlefield Five. I hope you're happy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but uh, you know, just. <laughs> On the heels of that, they they confirmed that uh, the new Battlefield game will have uh, 
unprecedented numbers of players, I think they mean uh, the cap of players you yeah, know, yeah. in a match, I'm so probably twice as... Yes, it was better than Battlefield 5. <laughs> I enjoyed Mag. What I was did that, too. 512 people? Planet Side 2 is better than Battlefield 5, and it's free. Planet Side 2 is, uh, you know, is, is a, it's a great game. I love Battlefield. So, so, and MMO. Yeah, it's fun. Go if you want to play a Battlefield game, go play go play Planet Side Two. <laughs> Grab some friends, pick a class, play the objective, have fun. To be fair, also I think Activision is also having uh, some huge issues with the cheating on uh, Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I've always but, was, you know, a Battlefield fan first. I think that could, we could have a topic about cheating later on another day. Yeah, we yeah. could definitely get some mileage out of that. I'm gonna go take some Nyquil in the middle of the day and see if I can stay awake. I'm going to <laughs> go back to playing Days Gone. All right, guys. I guess we'll catch each other here again next week. Well, you guys will. Next week I'll be out. Okay. <sighs> Oh, too bad. Don't uh, don't put any hopes into playing uh, Diablo 4 or Overwatch 2 this year because Activision said no. So Absolutely. We'll talk about that. Yeah, another time. All right, guys. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. See you later.